0: Welcome to Songs of Inspiration, a monthly podcast that brings you interviews and performances by local singer-songwriters with the goal to give space to the music community and share local artists' messages and stories with the world. I'm your host, Lars Wickman. Hey everyone, we are back with another great episode for you. Joining us today we have the indie folk duo, Rivers Between. Rivers Between is comprised of singer-songwriter Greg Kane and vocalist Cat Brooks. Greg's soulful compositions, engaging folk guitar style, and unique voice coupled with Cat's beautifully inventive harmonies make them a local fan favorite. Like a confluence of two rivers coming together, Greg and Cat came together, as solo artists who found that the combination of their talents was greater than the sum of their individual parts. When listening to their music, I was really inspired by the positive messages behind their songs, as well as the thought-provoking and heartfelt lyrics and the beautiful harmonies that Kat brings to the table. I'm really excited and humbled to have them on the show today. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview. Hey, everyone. We're in the studio today with Greg Kane and Cap Brooks from Rivers Between. Thank you both for joining me today. Thanks. Thanks Thank for having us. Um, I gave a short intro that gave a little overview um, about you both. But um, to start off, could you tell us a little bit about each of your uh, musical backgrounds and how you came together as Rivers Between?
1: We were both doing our own separate thing prior to meeting up with each other. I have a background um, from a long time ago in musical theater. And so I did some of that and realized, went through school for musical theater, and then realized that I didn't want to be in musicals anymore. <laughs> I eventually wanted to be in a band, I figured out. so, mm-hmm. um, And then the next couple of decades, I spent raising a family and not really doing a whole lot of music other than just singing on my own. Mm-hmm. Um some singing in you know church environments and things like that, and then um and then connected with someone who wanted me to be a part of his band, and that just started started me down the band path i guess um so i've been in a few different bands i 'm still currently you know in a couple of musical um arrangements where I play out occasionally, but that 's my background, and if you want to talk about yours and then yeah.
2: Yeah, my background uh, was 16 years old, and was in a band with uh, neighborhood kids, and we were together for three or four years, and then we broke up. Everybody did their own thing. I sort of stumbled along for years in music, was doing it when then wasn't, then was, then wasn't it, and then um, and I had a little trouble with with pitch, and then when I picked up the music again and went into the recording studio uh, by myself. I did that a few times and I I found that I could hear the mistakes and I could Mm -hmm. then fix it. So I don't have any schooling per se in music, but over the years I sort of self-trained myself, I Mm -hmm. guess, by listening back and, okay, that's flat. Okay, that's sharp. Let's fix that. And um, got to this point, well, a few years ago, I kind of feel like arrived if there is such a thing (laughs) in in music um and right around that time that's when i that's when i met cat and to your second question we met in 2019 18 2018 yeah yeah i was going into the recording studio (laughs) to do another album and i needed a a second voice and i heard cat sing at an open mic and something a, a bell went off in my head and i realized boy she's got a great voice and maybe Something went off in my head that said that we would blend well. And so I asked her to sing on the album a couple songs. We rehearsed. And then she was able to, she's such a gift with harmonies, she was able to just pull out these harmonies on all seven of the songs that I was recording. And then when we got to the studio, it felt so good. We're like, let's just keep going with this. Let's keep going. And in the studio, it took us a while. It took us about a month, but we came up with our name, Rivers Between, and, and all that. And so that's a little overview there.
0: Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool that uh, recording yourself is so helpful, too, when yeah. you're starting out and stuff. Um, I've I've done that, too, kind of just learned from just recording myself over and over and stuff. And yeah, that's really great. Um, and it, really cool that you, you both kind of found that musical chemistry and stuff um, mm-hmm. when you came together. Very cool. Uh, what are some artists that uh, in- influenced you along the way?
2: Well, for me it was the Beatles <laughs> nice yeah, I mean, that, that same group of friends way back we you know twenty years later, because this was in the eighties now we were uh we started listening to the Beatles and Bob Dylan and just and a lot of singer songwriters, jim croce uh, harry Chapin that that kind of thing, and even like the police, some of the music that was coming out at the time of the um early eighties for me uh. Yeah. I don't know what, Kat, what were your influences?
1: I mean, I've always loved the Beatles, too. Um, I I was always drawn to harmonies, yeah. though. So Simon and Garfunkel, oh, yeah. you know, some of the, you know, I had a lot of influence from my grandparents' era as well as my parents' era of who to listen to. And I listened to a lot of Kat Stevens, loved his music, loved his messages. It's always been about the words and the harmonies for me, mm-hmm. I think, Um sort of trained myself as a kid listening to barbara streisand almost almost mimicking her voice um before i sort of found my own and and then a little bit later in life it was really more like singer-songwriters um john hyatt um lyle levitt indigo girls um but i for me my voice has always been lower Mm -hmm. and so growing up i didn't have a whole lot of um there weren't a whole lot of female performers who ha- were in that sort of low alto range and so i listened to primarily male artists because mm-hmm. i could sing along with them yeah you know and not not playing an instrument i sort of needed that you know that structure of someone else playing and then i could sing along so so yeah most of you know i've i've had a lot of people say well what what were your you know who were your favorite female artists growing up and i i get embarrassed because i didn't have a ton mm-hmm but it, it had more to do with sort of my vocal range yeah. and what I could sort of, you know, accomplish on my own without being able to alter the the key, you yeah. know, so.
0: That's cool that you you found kind of what worked for your voice. Yeah, and, yeah. And stuff, and yeah, the Beatles are awesome. I, I oh, love like yeah. the harmonies yeah. on all of their stuff and huge Beatles fan as well. It's a band that's influenced me as well. Very cool. Um, did you have any mentors as you started out with music?
2: Um, I know you have, um, I, I maybe just the the guys in the band, we Mm -hmm. were, we had one, one goal and, uh, and it's kind of funny because by the time we actually got good, we broke up, But, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, we all encouraged each other. Um, yeah, that's, for me, I really didn't, I really didn't.
1: And I was in high school. Um, I was actually, I went to high school in Watertown. And back then they had a program called Metro Pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a, an organization that sort of almost did reverse busing, if that makes sense. They would bring suburban kids into the city. And there were classes that you could take or programs you could be a part of that you were literally excused one day a week out of your regular high school classes. You had to, you know, maintain a certain GPA or whatever, but um, they would they would bring us into Boston, and I was part of the music program, and the director of the music program, a man named David Fuller, was a real major mentor for me because he he taught... The best thing I think he taught me was to allow applause, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There was a song that I did and I was so nervous on stage at whatever, 16 years old. And I actually got a standing ovation from a tough crowd. Mm -hmm. And I was so embarrassed. I sort of, you know, nodded and walked off stage and he sort of took me by the hand and walked me back onto the stage and just sort of let go of my hand and the, the the idea was you no know, just listen to it. Feel feel that applause. You know, this is for you. And it it was a turning point for mm-hmm. me, you know, to sort of own that, you know. So that he was a great mentor. Very cool. Yeah.
0: That's a great lesson too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. To sort of accept accolades for your hard work. Yeah, honestly.
0: Definitely. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. He Very was cool. great.
0: Um I noticed the songs you you guys write have uh, really positive messages uh where do you draw inspiration from and do you have any creative routines that you use to keep uh, creativity flowing
3: well
2: in as far as as far as writing the songs yeah. or and for me it's mainly through experience i think mm-hmm. um just having gone through a lot in life um and then able to Draw on those experiences when it comes time to write.
1: Well, Greg writes. He's written all the music that we've done. Mm-hmm. All the originals that we do are are Greg's um, creations. And um, I'm always ex- I'm actually always really excited when he presents a new song to me, because it it becomes then a project for me to figure out what harmonies would work. Mm-hmm. And on that first album, um, A Light On Here. The one where he asked me, you know, hey, could you sing back up on three songs? How about, okay, how about seven songs? How about we're a duo? That that <laughs> process, Um, you know, I know it was kind of like a running joke in my family that they, they were like, well, we want to hear you more. And I said, listen, every note that I sang on that album was designed by me, essentially. Like I put harmonies where I felt they belonged and I didn't feel the need to just sing Note for note, everything that he did, because yeah. I was the last piece of the puzzle coming into that recording studio to lay the vocals on top. So, I feel like my creative input is more just in the harmony, and sometimes in, I'll be like, "Well, I hear a sort of a a, a call, a, you know, like a call and answer, you know, kind of a thing here." And what if we try this? And and he's just been really open to suggestions on you know, how to structure the songs sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then also there have been songs that he's actually recorded in the past um, as a solo artist that we now do as a duo with me leading. Um, and that was, again, sort of a collaborative decision to say, well, let's try to rework this song. And, and I think that's, you know. I,
2: yeah. I, and as far as inspiration, too, I think when we perform, there's an inspiration from the the people that are listening, yeah. sometimes we play at assisted living places, oh, wow. and we get an amazing response. They're 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 listening. They're and then they come over to us. We do a little mix of cover songs and original songs, and um, a lot of times they'll come up and say, "You guys sounded great, but we really liked the, the the songs that you wrote." And that's an inspiration to me. That's awesome. And other times, just listening to. Um, l- other musicians other bands that we know mm-hmm. locally um I've actually gone home after after hearing being at like a mini concert or what, whatever and been inspired to write yeah and something about that encouragement um yeah and i mean the writing process is a is a long a long process um uh, but it starts with the inspiration you have to have the inspiration
1: yeah absolutely i noticed that when we started working together he had gone from I think you were writing maybe a couple songs a year uh, ish and then when we started working together that that creative spark that chemistry that you talk about Mm -hmm. i I feel like all of a sudden he was just writing you know profusely and that's where a lot of the second album other likely stories came about was from just this sort of rush of creativity that came which is it was amazing. It was a great process to watch him do that. And I'm starting to write lyrics. I just haven't quite, you know, like I'll I'll hear a phrase or I'll think of something and I if I don't write it down immediately, I'll forget. So I have tons of what I call song snippets, you know, in mm. notebooks and on my phone and just sort of piecing those things together to try to, you know, move forward with contributing more even. So
0: very cool that's such a cool collaboration and it's cool that you can flip back and forth too on the leads and harmonies and stuff
1: yeah, yeah and it's helpful yeah
0: and yeah, yeah I, I really relate to what you were saying about uh knowing when to add harmonies in the right places and stuff too because like when i record a song too it's like trying to make sure you have different the different pieces fit in the right places right. and you're not just doing the same thing through the whole song and yeah. stuff is so important
1: so much about dynamics yeah. and things too, where we discuss a lot of that. Well, this should be hushed, and this should, and then we should build to this, and you know, yeah. we're, we're very we're very in sync with each other. I think when it comes to that creative process.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. What was the uh, greatest challenge you faced uh, pursuing music?
1: That's <laughs> a tough one. There, I mean, I feel like you know we were talking about this um, earlier, and I life, honestly. I mean, just mm. like I said, you know, I sort of had this you know, this huge chunk of my life that I you know, made a decision to have a family and, mm-hmm. you know, and to raise kids and, and then I got divorced and, you know, and so it wasn't really until I got divorced that I started to sort of branch out and say, what what is there here for me? Because now I have these teenagers and, you know, and everything has sort of been about them mm-hmm. and so what what piece can I carve out for myself? And it was finding that first band, honestly, and singing with them that made, you know, gave me confidence. And then sort of moving into like the open mic circuit and, and then meeting a lot of other musicians and that, you know, once I started to commune with other creative people, it just, it made me hungry for more, you Mm -hmm. know? And so for me, I think, for just a long time, it was just sort of life circumstances and choices that that I blocked myself, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> I think now I'm just in a place where, you know, the more you, the more we do this, the more confidence we have, you know, the, the more we believe in ourselves mm-hmm. and in this process of sort of moving forward with with doing what, with pursuing what we've probably wanted to do for a really long time.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, just finding time to do it was was a challenge because yeah. I was working so much. Strangely enough, I injured my back, and if I and had to stop stop working, and so I this was a few years ago. Then I picked up the guitar, started playing, and through that, if I hadn't gotten injured, I probably wouldn't have met Cat. We wouldn't be have made two albums. We wouldn't have be playing be playing out. So. It's very strange how things happen but the one of the greatest chal- challenges was just finding the time um and believing in myself enough that it could be done. Yeah. And I think just you know poor self-esteem over the years and and then having those few people that that say hey that's really good you should keep going with that and then um but it was also just doing it by myself just doing the music by myself Um, there's a lot to be a a lot to be scared of and afraid Mm -hmm. of but the one when you have a a music partner um, just you encourage each other and you go forward you have a a goal that's the same and when one person is is down the other person is is up Mm -hmm. and vice versa so yeah I think it's very important that that we're a duo and you know doing this
1: yeah it makes a huge difference. It really yeah. does It's just that that camaraderie that someone to rely on and and someone to just help out and then when you have a bad day, you know when we have a quote unquote bad gig, yeah we can just take a second and just say, okay, we're just this is for us you know no, yeah. clearly no one's listening, so this, <laughs> we'll just you know we'll just do this and this is welcome to our rehearsal sort of yeah. thing yeah, so yeah,
2: and sometimes we see things in a different way, but that you know we're both open, so that 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 is uh, we use that as sort of the other person as a sounding board, and okay, am I am I off on this, or are you off on this, and and so we yeah. use that and we get back on track, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, that's Very that's cool. helpful. That's been helpful in sort of creating the business of the music too, because yeah. that's honestly that's the hardest part: the yeah. promoting and the booking and you know just to the all of the social media stuff that you know and and. Because the music industry is changing, I feel like, so rapidly in going Definitely. in in directions that, you know, we're still pretty old school. And yeah. so, so you know, usually the balance is one of us, and it's usually me, one of us is trying to, like, jet forward mm-hmm. and the other one sort of reels back. And yeah. so we we always come to, like, a balance point, you know. And in, what, four and a half years, we haven't ever had, like, a major you know, disagreement or, yeah. or you know, split split difference of how we see something, we eventually come to the same place and I'm like, okay, you're right, we should probably slow down or, you know, so it's, it, it, it is a great sort of balancing act, I think, with, with two of us. And we've had solo artist friends tell us that, you know, although they love doing what they do, they're sort of jealous of that dynamic mm-hmm. of having someone to sort of reel them in or pump them up or you know just to progress with. So it's been That's so cool. Yeah, it's really good.
0: Yeah, that's great that you guys have that openness and the feedback and the balance mm-hmm. um in the decision making and stuff, really cool. Awesome. Um are there any songs in particular that you would say hold uh the most meaning for you that that you've written together um and can you talk a little bit about the story behind it?
2: Well, one of the songs um a newer song that we're going to play. It's called Listen to Me. And it's sort of, for me anyway, um, it sort of takes me back to my youth. Mm-hmm. And sort of, I had a lot of, it was a troubled troubled youth in some ways, and um, depression, things like that. And the song basically says, uh, I'm going through all this, and you're just talking. Can you stop talking? Can you listen? can you listen to what i'm saying and that's what the listen to me mm-hmm. comes from and, and it's not the song wasn't written about my parents per se they were they're great they were great parents but um it's more of a like a wake up to to people that y- you have to listen to your kids listen yeah. to your friends you know be, be that person that uh you don't always have to be speaking you don't always have to have an answer you just mm-hmm. you can be there and sometimes that's that gets you through you know absolutely
1: yeah i mean that same that same song actually it's it was interesting for me to because oftentimes he's written a song and it means a certain thing to him and then it means something completely different to me or just adjacent mm-hmm. you know because I, I remember we were talking about that song one time and i said it doesn't have to be parent child i mean like being having been in a relationship with a narcissist <laughs> it's like <laughs> you want to just be listened to, to, yeah. to be heard. And so I relate to it on a very different level, you know, but also my, I think one of the best things that my own father ever said to me was, I don't know. Yeah, He said, I, I, cause he, he knew everything. He, he was really smart and he read everything and knew everything. And when I lost, um, a friend years ago, um, he had no experience of having lost someone close to him. And I thought he was going to do the whole, well, when I, when that happened, and he didn't, he just said, I have no idea what you're going through. And that was probably the best thing he could ever have said, because he really did listen to what I was saying and to, you know, try to see my perspective. So I think it encompasses that really well. Definitely. One of the other songs we're doing is, um, is another song that he, that Greg wrote, um, don't give up on don't it. give up on me, and that one just hits on so many levels for me. I, I really like
0: that song man. yeah oh, thank you
1: thank you yeah it's be- it's a beautiful song I mean he j- you know and the fact that I get to sing lead on it is just honestly it's kind of an honor um, it, it really touches people we've you know we see it even in the busy bar and restaurant scene we can see that it hits people sometimes That's and they'll great. come up and say something about it. Like, oh, we love those covers they're they're familiar, but boy, you know, your songwriting is amazing and and it is, you know that that song is really about just, you know, just hang in there with me,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I just don't give up on me. There are things I should have taken care of, and I didn't, but just please stick there, stick in there with me, you know,
0: that's cool. The yeah. message behind it's really human, and that mm-hmm. we're all kind of working working through stuff, and yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. I think Greg writes from, directly from his own experience, but I, I've heard from so many people and seen, seen this in so many instances where it's so relatable. It's not about one particular person or community or whatever. It's just, it's just a human, like you said, yeah. it's just a human experience. And so we have people from all different walks of life, all different ages relating to songs that we might not have thought would get to them, if yeah. that makes sense
0: yeah so. definitely i think listening to your music when i was uh reaching out and stuff i think that was one of the things that really stood out was just how relatable it was to just any anyone and stuff like to just life in general going through different things um and stuff so uh it was really really stood out to me and stuff so yeah That's awesome. really cool nice thank you awesome cool um you guys played at uh, Gillette Stadium uh, recently as part of uh, Yoga Reaches Out. Can you tell us a bit about uh, that event?
1: Yeah, we we um so we have a friend um within our local music community who um we just know through the open mic circuit. We're we're good friends with him and his wife, um Shar Wellingham is a um a yoga instructor and she reached out to me through Facebook and said Oh, there's this. She sort of downplayed it, like, oh, there's this little event, and you know, and they're they're looking for musicians, and it's a it's a it's a fundraiser. And I didn't get very many details from her, but then we started communicating with Sarah Gardner, the woman who organized it, and um, it is something she's done for I think a dozen years now. Um, it was her goal from the beginning was to do a day long. Yoga thon mm-hmm. at Gillette Stadium. Oh, wow! And she owned her own little yoga studio, and you know she said everyone in her life was like, "Okay, with your little studio, you're going to get into <laughs> Gillette Stadium." <laughs> yeah. And she was just she just persevered, and she she got in. And for for the first few years, I guess they would put them in the field house next door to mm-hmm. the stadium. And um, but yeah, it is a it it had to do with um, some medical issues that her son had um, when he was young, and. Boston Children's Hospital was was absolutely instrumental in helping him heal and, and you know, taking care of him. And they were so great. She wanted to do something to give back to Boston Children's. And so this fundraiser this year's has raised um, over a half million, like $555,000 for Boston Children's Hospital. Wow. And so <clears throat> we were asked to... Just sort of open the day, yeah. set the tone, I guess, so as people were coming in, we got to be on stage and play for it was about a oh, yeah. several thousand i think a couple wow. thousand people couple
2: thousand i think yeah. one of our good friends, Janu, uh joined us on stage playing percussion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it was great, it was a great experience um at, you know we love doing things that have a deep meaning, mm-hmm. yeah. like that. And uh, at the same time, I think we, we grew as performers and musicians. And you know, yeah. I, I was most surprised because when I got up there, maybe for about five seconds, I was nervous, but then it just completely went away.
1: Yeah, we were Which surprised is, that we weren't yeah. as nervous as we should have been. <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: you know, I mean,
1: we actually did do it in the field house because it, of it course, that absolute torrential downpours nah. that day. So, <laughs> yeah. but it was still, it was just an amazing experience. We got to meet a lot of people. We had a booth set up. Um, you know, we we donated our time on stage, and then they said, well, we're going to give you a you know a booth like a to sell merch or whatever, and we just you know we just got to meet a lot of people and that's great yeah it was a great experience several different presenters throughout the day and including our friend who did a um, sound bath healing um, session with crystal singing bowls you know so it was great it was a really really fulfilling experience
0: that's awesome yeah Yeah, sounds like a really good match kind of for the music that you guys do too
2: yeah we did all original songs that's awesome we did we did one cover it was a George Harrison Give me love, give me peace on earth. Yeah. We, we ended with nice. that, and then somebody actually came over to us after. We're like, "I'm so glad you did that song. That's my favorite <laughs> song." So, nice. yeah, so that was that was nice.
0: Very cool, awesome. Do you guys have any shows coming up in the n- coming weeks?
1: We do actually. We have three public shows this coming this coming week. We have um, a busy
2: weekend next week. Yeah,
1: I mean Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thursday we're in Acton at Atlantic Sea Grill yeah. um, from.
2: Six
1: to eight. Six to eight, yeah. And then um, Chill Kitchen and Bar in Marlborough on Friday, and that's From always six to nine. nine. And then uh, in Lemonster, we're 7.29 uh, Saturday. We're at Logan's Table in Lemonster. Oh, cool. So Awesome. Yeah.
2: And we are in there somewhere. We have two two gigs we're playing at assisted living yeah. places Yeah, we well, have regular so the... gigs
1: at assisted living places.
2: And those are usually an hour long.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So,
2: yeah. so we'll, be, we'll be busy. Yeah. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, summer's always a busy time for yeah. gigging and yeah. stuff. Very cool. Uh, what's one piece of advice you'd give to singer-songwriters who are uh, just starting out?
2: I would say, persevere. You know, don't don't give up. If you have a dream, and if you have something in you that really wants to to do this, really wants to do the music, just keep going. Um, no matter what anybody says. When I first started, like. I mentioned earlier when I was a teenager uh, I think I had the nice tone but I couldn't really sing on key and I had a lot of people saying oh you gotta do this you gotta do that and Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to go about to get um, singing lessons and things like that but I just persevered persevered no matter what anybody said just kept going so that that would be my advice awesome
1: yeah I would say I think I have two. <laughs> One came from my musical theater background. The musical theater teacher that we had at that school in New York was someone. When we first walked in on the first day, we had our sheet music. We were all excited, and there was no piano player, there was no accompaniment, and you know, and he let that settle in to to the class that there was no music, and he said, "Oh no, 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 we're not doing accompaniment until you can deliver." your song to me as a monologue and make me believe that you know what you're talking about. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so for me, that was, that was probably one of the best lessons other than the, you know, accepting, you know, the accolades, Mm -hmm. it was also really, really knowing what you're singing about. Yeah. And I mean, we have a real focus on harmony and clarity uh so i mean we've we've had people say i've heard that elton john song 50,000 times but i never heard the words until i heard you sing it that kind yeah. of thing so w- the fact that we can i would i would say to focus on really what you're saying in the music and yeah. hopefully making it clear enough so people really hear the words you know so that they understand that you know what you're talking about and when you do that there's such a an emotional connection with your audience that I think a lot of people miss when they just, they're just singing rote, you know, the, yeah. the words and the, you know, these are the notes and these are the words and ba 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 And they don't focus on that.
2: Yeah. So do it with all your heart. Yeah. You know?
1: And then the other thing I would say is just find your own voice. Don't. Try so hard to sound like somebody else. It seems like that's a pretty. It's always been common. I would. I would. I can't even say like now it happens. A lot. It's always been like that. Yeah. You know, sound alike. So you just. You know, you're like, wait, which singer is that now? Because yeah, they all yeah. kind of sound the same. But find a voice that is authentic to you. You know, yeah. and it doesn't have to sound like everyone on the radio to be valuable. Definitely. You know? So yeah, that,
0: experimenting and mm-hmm. and trying different things is right. so important. Yeah. Yeah, really find, great advice
1: yeah find something unique that yeah. is unique to you thank you
0: yeah and I love what you said about just knowing what you're singing too that's mm-hmm. so important uh to, to just be able to relate to your audience in that way and stuff yeah. I think some of the best performances I've seen artists do that and, mm-hmm. and it really you can connect to what they're saying in right. a really special way so it's really cool yeah awesome Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, It was so fantastic to talk to you both. Um, And thank you for sharing some awesome uh, stories and uh, wisdom with us today. Thanks. Um, Let's uh, jump into the performance. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. Thank
2: you. Yes, so this first song is called The Riverside. And it is probably, for the original songs that I've written, it has of a spiritual side to it and um I, I write on different subjects and this particular song i wanted to write about that area maybe in each of us that has a little bit of a, a spiritual side to it and so this is the riverside
3: At the
4: side before too long. Meet me where the road ends.
3: It's there that the river begins. And we'll be at the riverside before too long. They say there is a better place, and that the river will leave in hearted tears life constantly putting us down sometimes I just can't see sometimes I just don't believe that all of these things will ever turn around but it will take some Say there is hope where the river is found
4: And we'll be at the side before too long Meet me where the road ends It's there that the river begins And we'll be at the river
3: side before too long there is a better place, and that the river
4: lead the way all my cares and all my worries. They say they will drop
3: from me, all my cares. At the river
4: side before too long meet me where the road ends it's
3: there that the river begins and we'll be at the
4: river side before too long they say there is a better place and that the river will lead the way
2: So this next song is called Don't Give Up On Me. And Cat Brooks is going to take the lead (laughs) vocal on this one. So I wrote this song probably about a year ago. And um, it just sort of fell out of the sky. As with many of my other songs, it sort of started as something else. I really liked the the melody. And I had a few words... And it sort of morphed into what you're going to hear. And so this is Don't Give Up On Me.
4: I've lost my way, I don't recognize this And it seems I've lost my place, can you help me find it? You think I'd know by now, but my heart is still learning And you'd think that I'd know how to stop it from hurting Don't give up on me I look around at it all Cracks in the foundation and these crumbling walls A part of me waits for the house to fall But a part of me wants to believe I look around at this mess Things years ago that I should have addressed You know I gave it all And this is all that's left But it's all that I need As long as you don't give up on me As long as you don't give up on me I keep my eyes straight ahead You know I'm still going I'll do my very best Though my pace is Slowing And I know that you believe Cause you're still Waiting And it's Hard for you to see With all the time that it's Taking Just don't give up on me I look around at all the foundation and these crumbling walls A part of me waits for the house to fall But a part of me wants to believe I look around at this mess Things years ago that I should have addressed You know I gave it all And this is all that's left But it's all that I need As long as you don't give up on me. As long as you don't give up on me. I look around at it all. Cracks in the foundation and these crumbling walls. A part of me waits for the house to fall. I look around at this mess Things years ago that I should have addressed You know I gave it all And this is all that's left But it's all that I need As long as you don't give up on me As long as you don't give up on me As long as you Don't give up on me
2: So that was Don't Give Up On Me. This next song is one of the later, one of the latest songs that I've written. And it's called Listen To Me. And I wrote it from the standpoint of a younger person talking to an older person. That's, a, that's how it relates to me. To others, it's something else. But it's basically saying, the younger person saying, you may be well-meaning, but please stop talking and just listen to what <laughs> I have to say. <laughs>
3: now there's no way out I'm tired of this whole ugly scene the failures the heartaches the things that make me scream out loud
4: Right now I'm sinking down, and you don't turn your head to even look at me, I try to say the words, but they get drowned out, I could really use your help, but you're so far out of reach. you talking All I need is for you to listen to me. And all I need... ask for you to try to see, and our little talks, you know they never end well, cause you're always speaking. Down
2: much thank you yeah thank you Lars for having us in we are rivers between and my name is Greg and this is Kat and you can find us on all platforms at rivers between
1: and you can find those platforms linked through our website RiversBetween.com. if you'd like to find us thank you so much for having us this is great thank you
0: thanks for listening to songs of inspiration until next time keep supporting live music stay safe and be well this podcast is produced by True to the Vision Music. For more information, check
4: out Larswickman.net.